0: Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. So I am delighted to welcome you all to episode 12. And in this episode, we're going to touch on a topic that I think needs to be spoken about a lot more self-love. People often feel uncomfortable about talking about self-love, and I am delighted to say that I'm going to be able to have this conversation with the wonderful Amber Harrison. So welcome to this episode, Amber. Thank you very much for having me, Alison. It's an absolute pleasure to be here.
1: Brilliant. So before we begin, tell us a little bit more about who Amber is. So I'm Amber Harrison, I became a self love coach about two years ago. um, And having had a background in psychology, anthropology, um, quite a scientific background, actually. And I really liked doing the coaching side of that psychology because it was all positive. And the reason why I got to the self love was because of my personal experience. So I just shifted, I switched from the scientific side to the spiritual side. Um, And I'll tell you a little bit about that and why that happened. Um, There is a really good link between the science and the spirituality, but yeah, the science side of it, first of all. So I had um, quite a lot of difficult um, experiences when I was younger. So my parents got divorced. My parents got married very quickly, both of them. Um, and then we had a big move, a big house move. So I moved from living in this wonderful kind of countryside in Yorkshire down to the city in Hertfordshire when I was about 11. And it really, really hit me. And, and I didn't realise at the time the reason for that. And I'll come on to that later. But the, there was a big reason as to why that hit me. It took me probably until about a couple of years ago for me to understand the reason why. Um, and I, I felt very bereft. I lost all my friends. And I had this northern accent that I just hated <laughs> so everybody teased me at school about it so i got rid of it as soon as possible to try and fit in and therein lied my problem everything was about trying to fit in really uh spent the next you know few decades really trying to fit in, trying to be the perfect person in the relationship and attracting so many people that were bad for me all the time and never realising that actually the person who I should be loving the most was myself. It never actually occurred to me that at all. All the way through, I was looking for validation externally the whole time. Brilliant. And I think it's wonderful,
0: again, that you can come on something like this and share because for me we need to talk about these things because I hear a lot of people who maybe don't think that there are others out there. You know, the amount of times I talk about people feeling alone with that feeling of uncomfortableness. And I've shared and continue to share a bit of my story, which is quite similar to you, Amber. I think that's why we, we've connected is, you know, I I also was looking for, for love externally and not always in the in the right place and while that's good isn't it it's good to have people who love you it's good to make sure we've got the right people around us I think we need to think about self-love and for me sharing some ideas about what that actually means and how do we get it and how do we do it I think we can talk about that today.
1: Absolutely well for self-love for me was um, the moment it all changed for me was um, when my daughter my daughter self-harmed for many years um, about five years and I just couldn't find a way through with that. I was a single mum, and uh, she had. We went. From, we went. Tried to tried to get a lot of help for her through the NHS and privately, and things just didn't work. Mainly because she didn't want to engage, and that put a massive barrier up. But also um, because we were looking externally, weren't we? And it got to a very very low point in COVID, October twenty twenty. I had a phone call from her uh, in absolute distress, and she'd taken an overdose. So I rang 999 and I drove three hours to get to her as soon as I could. She's fine. Um, I just want to say that. But what it did is it hit, It gave us both a rock bottom. We didn't really know where to go from there. But the only way you can go from a rock bottom is up. And if you're building something from that rock bottom, you have to do something differently. So it was my way of like, right, I'm 50. My daughter's 18. I've nearly lost her what on earth am I doing? How on earth am I going to get back from this? What am I going to do? What is my life going to look like now? And I had a calling. That's all I can, that's all I can explain. It as a calling, a guttural, a wailing, a sort of um, ancestral screaming from all the women who'd come before me saying, you have to change, you have to change, you have to change. And it, it I just couldn't, could not listen to it. It was so powerful and so and just came right from my heart. Um, and it was my spiritual awakening, also known as a mental breakdown. Yes, didn't know that. So same thing actually. So for everybody that's scared of the word mental break, spiritual awakening, it's the same thing, mental breakdown. One is a spiritual and one is a scientific way of looking at the same thing. Mm. That was my change. That was for me to look within instead of without. And I also, at that point, I found an incredible quote from Shakespeare to thine own self be true. And that would became my mantra to thine own self be true. And I started, instead of being self, um, selfless, I became selfish. And that was really difficult for me because that word had been pummeled into me for as long as I can remember that selfish is bad. Women can't be selfish women must be selfless. Um, and so selfish was my, my, my new way of being um, and to be, a, to be able to be selfish, I had to put boundaries in, had absolutely awful boundaries, really, really fluid. i people pleased. Um, I turned to everybody but myself for advice. So I stopped doing that, started asking myself, started connecting with myself instead. I started journaling, got out a journal and started just writing. And the amount of stuff that came out was just phenomenal absolutely phenomenal my heart and my soul had so much to say no idea people don't say it do they
0: I think the first thing I want to come back to from what you've said there is to remind people that if it is a bit rubbish at the moment and you do feel like you've hit rock bottom you know you're absolutely right Amber there is only up Um, Mm. and you can go sideways for a long time and be doing the same thing and stay feeling very stuck and I think it's important for us to say this and you know myself included it can be tough but there is there is something else isn't there but it is that old saying you can't expect to change if you're doing the same thing you have to do something different so one of the things that i think you are saying which i think is critical is boundaries and being able to say no or being able to sell put yourself first
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean that was a real game changer for me. the boundaries was. Um, that was one and, and my I had three actually three game changers. so the one was the boundaries. um and I started off by saying, instead of saying yes, I just said maybe. So I didn't say no. That really helped because it wasn't hard and fast either way, but it gave me that breathing space that I needed to check in with myself and see how what do I want to do? What do what does it how does it feel to me? Is that good or not? Okay. So the maybe was really good. And then the second thing that I did was, um, I checked in with my body because I got so disconnected with my body and how it was feeling, and I couldn't really understand what anxiety felt, or I knew I was very stressed but because i'd been living with such a high level of stress for so long i really couldn't recognize quite how bad that was so my second thing i started doing was um a very deep breathing technique that i'd learned on actually part of my psychotherapy training and uh, it's called 711 breathing so you count you breathe in through your belly for the count of 7 through your nose and then you breathe out for a count of 11 through your belly so it's like you're filling up a balloon and emptying a balloon in your belly and the point of the belly um is that it's diaphragmatic breathing so it's, it's most of us when we well, when we're born that's where we breathe from but when we grow up we start breathing from our chest and uh, that just promotes a sort of panting and it means that we we mix our oxygen and our carbon dioxide completely wrong. And we can get make ourselves have panic attacks, things like that, from, from breathing from our chest. So you want to try and get to that diaphragmatic breathing. And the 7-Eleven does that. And the second reason for the 7-Eleven is the longer out breath promotes your parasympathetic nervous system. And that's the bit that floods you with relaxation. So it calms down that fight, flight, freeze, form response. And I started doing that. And I found it really difficult at the beginning because it just didn't feel natural. I felt really silly blowing up this this balloon in my tummy. But um, so I started doing it at night, uh, just before I went to sleep, and it was much easier to do it then. Nobody was watching me. I didn't feel so uncomfortable. And I, it took me maybe I'm say I would say a good three or four weeks actually. It's not just an overnight thing. This three or four weeks of doing that, and now I can do it within a minute. So I can be standing in a supermarket queue or sat in a queue of traffic or before I walk into a room full of people I've never met before, before I did this podcast, you know, I use that 7-Eleven breathing just to relax myself and my body just knows automatically what it's got to do. And it just goes, ah. I love that. that and I think this,
0: is, this is the thing, isn't it? Something so simple, like the breath is probably one of the most powerful tools that we actually have within us. Mm-hmm. And yet... We, we just sort of almost dismiss it, ignore it. And yet it's obviously keeping us alive, but it, it's, it is, it's a tool within, isn't it? And just being able to breathe through some of these feelings that we have. But I think the other thing that you've highlighted as well, which is so obvious and yet people don't notice is, you know, your, your mind was screaming at you and you talked about that ancestral, which I love. But even just generally, our bodies are often screaming at us. And yet we ignore it or we interpret it as a bad thing, but it's probably letting us know that there's something that we're not doing right. Because I think that's the big thing about self-love is when we don't feel right, it's because we're not doing enough. Not not because we are doing the wrong thing.
1: Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. And it's it's about self-love is about um, understanding yourself. If you don't understand your body, Forget it. You've got to know where those stresses are, and where they come up. And the more you do that 7-Eleven breathing, the more you get connected to your body and then you can identify what's going on and where it's happening. Um, and then the third, it's also a grounding thing as well. You start realizing, um, you know, you, you stand differently, you place your feet better, you, you become much more aware. And so my third point about being more aware in terms of self-love is connecting to something bigger than you. So that was the other re- the other thing. I thought, well, if I'm going to lose my, if I potentially lose my daughter here. What's on? How am I going to cope with that? What have I got? And that was the sort of the spiritual side for me of awakening. Um, was that connection to a universal intelligence? So something bigger than me. I've never been religious in my life. I wasn't brought up in with any. I was actually brought brought up with no religion. Actually, my parents decided they didn't want to do that. Um, so I had was very was a very weird area for me that religion spirituality wasn't something that kind of came to me but if you just backtrack to what I said at the beginning when I did that big move from the countryside to the city with my spiritual awakening um, I had that guttural screaming at me but I also had an intense desire to be in nature absolutely needed to be connected to nature and that's what I'd lost in my childhood that connection to nature and I I found it one by going out for a walk, but the, but the, the main re the main way I did it was by connecting back to this universal intelligence. And I did that through picking up um, a pack of Oracle cards that I'd had for many years. And I picked it up and put it down and picked it up and put it down and picked it up and put it down because my scientific brain was like, you don't need that. That's spiritual stuff. That's not going to work, but I need to do something different. So I picked it up. Fiddle about with it, did, did a bit of kind of um, shuffling, pulled a card when I felt ready and then read up in the little guidebook that you get with it and was just blown away by what it said because it was just spot on. for what I needed that day, literally, it was like somebody was talking to me. It was. It was a universe intelligence. It was me tapping into my intuition, into my wisdom, into my wise woman world, um, and understanding um, myself from within, what I wanted. And that was the, those three things were my absolute catalyst to becoming a self love coach. Um, and they, those three things I do every day still without fail. Um, I have added other things in. You know, I do a bit of yoga as well, and I do some meditation too. But those three things are the main things. And every time I work with women, I work with women in particular, this comes up every time self love and this lack of self worth and this self doubt and lack of self confidence is just rife. So I just really want to help everybody with that. Yeah. So good. And I think one of the things
0: that you're saying as well, that just I want to highlight again is the route to this self love is in things that are just around us, aren't they? So we've talked about breath, we've talked about nature, we've talked about kind of other people, not not needing them to help us to be fixed, but actually just having those people around us. Who are you what are you listening to? Who are you listening to? All these things are so important for almost like the, the route to this self love that we that we are talking about. But I think one of the things I want to highlight again is if you're gonna do self-love, we have to do it without judgment because so many people are criticizing themselves. They don't like this bit about themselves. They don't like this. And if you're going to be that selfish, which, you know, I'm again also encouraging people to do things that are right for them, whatever that might be, but then do it without guilt.
1: Because, Absolutely. again,
0: picking up the old guilt is just, <laughs> it almost re it undoes anything that you've tried to do. So if you have gone off and gone off for a nice walk because that's the right thing for you to do rather than do some work or something do it and do it well, but without guilt
1: yeah i mean i've you know throughout my life because i've I've had abusive relationships as well I sort of went down that i've i've and I've had post depression I've been a single mum I've been on benefits i've you know i've I've gone through quite some quite tough places and uh I've spent a lot of time seeking advice from others and guidance from others but the actually, the ultimate change that I've had in all of that is just seeking that within myself absolutely yeah. there, there is there has been nothing that has been profoundly you know helpful than actually going within actually and a beautiful quote from Carl Jung about that um Who's the famous psychologist, isn't it? Your vision will become clear when you can look into your own heart, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes, and that was absolutely what what it's all about for me that's what self love is about you know it's looking within and awakening, whatever it is that you need to do, your true purpose in life, where you're going, what it is that's just unique to you because we're all the same as human beings but we're all unique as well and we all have that little special something that when you feel when you when your heart is a light and it's free it comes out just like in this interview it comes out it's just beautiful thing and I think the thing
0: that I'm often using the word and I'm sure you do as well Amber is encouraging people to give themselves permission to do whatever it was I personally was trying to please people in my past trying to do what I thought everybody else thought I should do and I was miserable in the main I mean I was sort of I was okay but I was miserable and I think just give yourself permission to to do and be whatever it is and push yourself to that next step I mean I had Caroline Bramwell on uh, recently and you know she also her story is incredible and just go for it it was her thing you know if you can't do it find out why not And I love that idea of just thinking, whatever it is, whoever's listening today, whatever it is that you're not doing, what is it that you can do? Is it giving yourself permission? Is it connecting with something like nature or or always your breath? I think that's regardless of what you're
1: trying to achieve. Your breath is Mm -hmm. definitely a tool, a power tool for you. Absolutely. There's also something else that I've heard. I think it was my life coach told me this, which was really, really helpful. It's really stuck with me and it might be helpful to your listeners as well. So imagine that you're driving a car and this is your life. This is where you're going. If you're driving a car, you don't spend the whole time looking backwards. You don't look back to the past all the time. If you looked in that mirror all the time, you're going to crash. So you have to look forward you have to, it's all you've got to, you know, keep going. You can check in the mirrors, so you can do a quick check on either side, in your wing mirrors and the rear view, but you have to keep going forward. You also have to look forward. You can check to the left and the right very gently, but you have to keep your eyes on your path, on your road, where you're going, your purpose. So that was a fantastic analogy for me, and that really helped that did in terms of being, you know, on my journey And it was about me as opposed to anybody else, you know. And yes, people can say things to me and they can have these suggestions and this advice and I can listen. And But actually, I'm the one that's in control of my life. I'm the one that's looking forward. I'm the one that decides which way I'm going. And that's safest for me as well. That was the key. It was that's my safest journey is the one that I'm looking forward to, looking forward towards, yeah. Definitely. But
0: I think we have to also remember that some of this stuff that we're talking about will be out of your comfort zone, will feel a bit scary and a bit strange. I mean, I certainly would never have left the NHS after 24 years and set up my own business, possibly wouldn't have been running this podcast. There's loads of things that I'm doing now that I would never have done if I hadn't pushed myself. And I think as well, it's good for us to remember that. So again, wherever you are, wherever you're trying to think about what's my next thing, what do I need to do? Let's connect with the idea that it might be a little bit scary because it's new. Mm -hmm. And the brain particularly, and you'll know this, Amber, as well, the brain will be screaming at you if it's something you've never done before, if it's something that feels unfamiliar. But sitting with that and pushing yourself, go on, you can tell yourself that. It's so critical, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And it's just being, I think it's being gentle with yourself because, you know, it's part of self-love is if you're going to do something new, you have to be gentle with yourself on it. You know, you're going to make mistakes, but that is what—that is what everybody will love about you—is the mistakes that you make, actually, because that's what makes you you. So do it in your way. Do it. Don't do it in somebody else's way because that's not you. You know, it's. I think we grow up as you know, kind of young girls as well. We have so much pressure put on us to be aware this way or that way, and uh, you know, by the time we get to adulthood, we have just exhausted already before we've even started our lives, really. So it's actually. By that point, you think well, I'm going to listen to everyone, um, but you've lost that connection with yourself. So I, you know, it's definitely about getting back in there, getting back into that heart, listening to your heart, because our hearts have brains as well. It's been found recently, um, so our hearts talk to our brains and they do inform our our decisions. So it makes sense then, logically as well, um, you know, to to be connecting to your heart every day, to be. That have that spiritual side and that spiritual voice and that ancestral voice you know that we're listening to and we're we're really um connecting within and loving ourselves before we're going out and giving that love to anybody else because you're just going to deplete your energy so it's just just be gentle and kind and stay within as much as you can brilliant i love all that gosh it's packed with uh, little tips for everyone
0: <laughs> so let's see if between us amber if we can do a little summary because I like to summarize kind of what we've got. But remember, the big thing is always what's the one small thing that you can do? You're listening in today that's resonated with you and that you could run with. So let's have a go, Amber. What have we got? What's your top tips from this episode? So
1: I will oh, go right. I'm going to pick, shall I pick three? Yes, I'll pick okay. three. Right. Okay, then. So I would say um, my one top, well, first top tip would be 7 Eleven breathing. Get on with your breathing and start your body relaxing. Um, The next one would be boundaries. So trust in yourself. Absolutely trust in yourself. Believe in yourself. Try that maybe instead of that yes or no would be really good. Um, And then my third one I think would be have a go at the Oracle cards. Just do it. I know it's scary i know it's different i know it's out probably out of a lot of people's comfort zones out because it's a bit woo but it really really helps in terms of reflect self-reflection and self awareness and building self-love which is what you're after that self-connection have a go i love that
0: okay i'm going to do a couple that stuck out for me
1: okay I think for me
0: have a go just have a go whatever it is that you are not doing have a go find a way and I think as well, even though we're talking about self-love and it, it does all come from self, make sure that you've got some people around you who will encourage you to be more self-loving. Because I think so often when people aren't self-loving, they dismiss positive things that others say. And actually they, they are seeing you. And if as long as we trust them, as long as they are wonderful people that uh, can be trusted, because we all know the opposite to that is people who will put you down will say negative things and if we're trying to self-love we absolutely need to make sure
1: we've got good people around us. Yeah definitely yeah I'd 100% agree with that yeah and I think you learn to know who the people are that you can trust by doing that self-love so it's all it's all work it all goes into each other doesn't it? It does.
0: I always think these things are a bit like a jigsaw. You know, there's so many yeah. options. and and But how do we do a jigsaw? We do a jigsaw one piece at a time. So it is that, you know, whatever, we, whatever you've heard us say today, you know, if you're going to maybe say maybe if somebody asks you to do something instead, or maybe you're going to just take a step back and think about how am I going to be a little bit more selfish today? But if you do it, you can't pick up the guilt because that becomes a complete waste of time
1: absolutely yeah it's used use that mantra trust trust in myself trust in myself trust in myself and you know place your hand on your heart if you want as well while you're doing it but use that as a daily mantra and you you'll get there you'll definitely get there
0: yeah well and hopefully the people listening into this podcast are wanting to get there they're curious they want to understand a little bit more about the mind and again that's the whole point is we're trying to bring a little bit to you each episode yeah Yeah, Thank you so much, Amber, for sharing your wisdom and some of your journey with us today. We've put some links for you in the show notes if people want to look you up. But is there anything you want to highlight about what you're doing at the moment?
1: Um, I would just, well, thank you so much first of all for having me on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure and I've lovely listening to the guests beforehand, so it's been really, really enlightening and really enjoyable actually, and so many things I've taken away from the previous podcast as well, so I hope that some people you know enjoy what we've talked about today as well but my um I suppose my one thing to come away from is that uh you know it's never too late as well you know i'm fifty two now fifty three at the end of the month. And I have lived with this for a long time, feeling really, really bad about myself and putting myself down and it's all my fault. You know, it's never too late to change. So I'm I'm living proof of that now that you, doesn't matter how old you are, you can start when you're 21, if you like, start when you're 15, but in your 50s, you can do it as well. 60s, 70s, 80s, it doesn't make any difference. You know, always a good time to start living your life. Just go for it. Love that very much resonates for me
0: as well, but I love that. It's never too late. What a great way to finish this episode. Thanks, Amber. Thank you. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode? Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now.